0: Hello, and welcome back to the Wishing You Well podcast, where we help you navigate your wellness journey each and every week. I'm Amy Albero. And I'm Catherine Van And we
1: love talking to you all about wellness. Today, we're talking about loneliness. What is the difference between being alone and being lonely? How to enjoy and benefit from being alone and get comfortable with it? And how to combat true loneliness?
0: It's a good time of year to be talking about this. so I'm glad that we are. But before we do, we, of course, have to check in. Living, living, full oh, and well, oh, and well oh, life. Life put together. Oh. We feel it. Take care, Take care of, care of ourselves. ourselves. Do our self-care check-in. So how, how are you? How's your self-care? What's going on? I have a really fun self-care.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's definitely a dessert. But it's funny because it's lunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's a dessert. <laughs> so... I, well, most most days of the week, I'm home, and so I'll like, you know, I'll make my lunch at home. But then, even when I go to the office, I'll make whatever I have. I haven't been to the store this week. Mm-hmm. That's just not in the cards. And didn't really feel like getting creative. Didn't really feel like much of anything when it came to lunch. Lunch is like the worst meal mm-hmm. ever. I don't mm-hmm. know if you feel that way, mm-hmm.
0: but it's hard. But, the hardest
1: for yeah, me. Yeah. It's the hardest. So I was like. Screw it! And buy lunch. <laughs> I know, crazy. You never do. No, I never do. I never do. And so I did two days in a row mm-hmm. <laughs> instead. It. And I got the same exact thing both times, Ooh. and it was delicious. Care
0: to elaborate?
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> so it was actually at this plate, this little like cafe that I, when I first started working at Revive, I must have gone there like a like a dozen times forget where I heard about it from but somebody told me about it and I went and got this really yummy chicken salad really yummy chicken salad sandwich on multi-grain bread with pickled peppers Mm -hmm. and romaine lettuce and the the chicken salad has a tarragon in it Mm -hmm. Um, shout out to Roost and Roost Kitchen Cafe and, uh, Darianne and Greenwich and Costco. There are three locations. <laughs> <laughs> I went to two of them <laughs> to get that sandwich. Um, one of them actually, it was on sourdough mm-hmm. and I was like, Whoa, this is different. And then I actually really don't really like
0: it. So that treating my- yourself to lunch,
1: treating myself to lunch. <laughs> it's my dessert. And I feel fine about it I feel like good about having made that decision mm-hmm. one because it was delicious yeah and two because I really didn't feel like the alternative
0: right right sometimes you just have to like do what works yeah even if that's not something that you would typically do out of your routine yeah yeah good well I'm glad it was good that you enjoyed it
1: and it's so simple yeah but it's like two days of my lunch and like I'm so
0: satisfied. Yeah. Well, that's good. That matters. Yeah,
1: exactly. How about you?
0: I've been doing, I guess you'll have to tell me where what you think this is in terms of a menu item. But so I've been like, I think because I'm like procrastinating a little bit, it's like creating some stress and... I'm like annoyed that I'm procrastinating. And so I've just been in this, like, just do it mindset, like, and it's tedious work related. That's not just work. It's tedious stuff. Like I had to like type up an agenda for something like just do it or, you know, like dishes in my sink, like just do it. So like trying to not let things sit for a while and like when they pop into my mind and I have time to do it, to literally just do it. Nike. (laughs) you had you had it right um and so that's like that's what i've been kind of trying to think about there's like this concept called like the one touch rule as well that i've been trying to implement where like for example how many times have you gotten an email opened it and then marked it unread no uh, you all the time yeah that's okay that's what you do answer. look at
1: emails
0: right <laughs> is there another way apparently it's the one touch rule so you only touch it one time so you don't open it until you're ready to act on it or ready, whatever, ready to respond. And that way you don't have this, like lingering pile of looming things. And so I've been trying to just like execute. I guess that's, if I were to summarize, like I've been trying to execute on the things because they were piling up and stressing me out and making me want to procrastinate more. And I just feel like I'm in a action mode.
1: So uh, with like an email, for instance, what's the difference between reading it and then marking it on read? Versus knowing it's there and you have it
0: ready. I guess I'm trying to be more, for me, I'm trying to be more intentional about like when I sit down and open my email <laughs> um, because I can and do like check my email every time I look, pick up my phone. I like do the like cycle through apps of like, you know, email, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just like making sure that like when I'm sitting opening emails that I actually can. Do something okay. about that. Oh, that's a big difference. Yeah, big difference. It's just like, I am doing this to do this, mm-hmm. not, oh, let
1: me just see what this is. Ooh, Do we'll you deal with that one later. Yeah. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. So it's that. Wow. That's actually
0: really different. It's really different. And it's made such a difference. And do I still have unopened emails in my inbox? Yes. But the ones that are unopened, I know require a little bit more time or like thought or whatever that I just like don't have in between sessions or meetings or or things like that. So it also helps me like, have you ever gotten an email where you open it and then you can't deal with it, but then it sits with you and like, oh God, I have to That also
1: goes along with it every time too. Mm -hmm
0: and so I don't, nec- I don't oh, necessarily have right. that <laughs> you might want to try it we have a podcast episode about how to, <laughs> how to write email. how
1: to email
0: <laughs> I mean it's it's been like two days but two days so I'll, I'll let you know but it feels much better like everything feels like less cluttered I feel more productive I feel like it's helped me kind of like be on a momentum to like do the things
1: so how are you how are you implementing it with like outside of email world like what are you doing with like you said dishes or you mm-hmm. said something like how are you
0: yeah one touching it so I wish that I could say I was like Catherine style of like immediately after like I cook or we eat that like the dishes are done that's that's not that is
1: not happening anymore <laughs> I mean that was a consistent thing for a little bit <laughs> we're not there anymore
0: I appreciate your something, concussion. Something to come back to. <laughs> but it's more like like this morning, for example, there were like three pots and like our air fryer basket like that needed to be cleaned. And I have time tonight, but I also, that I was like, oh, I could do it later. But I like literally had the time and I was like, nope, I see it. I can do it. I'm just going to do it. So it's just that kind of wow. idea.
1: I like
0: it. Doesn't always work. Yeah, but but you're fine. in that
1: mode now. Yeah. So use it.
0: Right, right. Instead of just like knowing that I have to go home, like that I may, it's like, I guess it feels like when I'm actively making a choice to set myself up for a shitty whatever, like shitty afternoon or night, like it feels like a betrayal of like, oh, I have this opportunity. Why am I not just doing it? And so I've been trying to think about that a little bit more.
1: You've probably been so much nicer to yourself
0: through that. Yeah, I think so. I'm working on it.
1: Well, you're not betraying yourself. I'm not betraying myself. So yeah, I don't know. Main course? Sounds like it. Yeah. Because it sounds like a lot of effort and it's a huge change. Yeah. It's little, little things, mm-hmm. but like substantial.
0: Yeah. It does have a big impact. I'll say I, I've noticed like my energy level has shifted too. So positively. I yes. Positively. So yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. Oh, all right. You're
1: inspiring me. Maybe I'll get back to my <laughs>
0: what about your cords
1: the cords are still a thing I'm doing that but haven't been doing like like it was it was dishes and it was like counters Mm -hmm. and then it was cords the cords are still happening because I don't know that one's like the easiest Mm -hmm. just wrap it up but what's motivating me now to do the dishes and like keep the counters clean is like oh wait I'm actually gonna have an infant in here that like needs things to be like super
0: clean Yeah. yeah so keep the habit going yeah yeah you look so happy about it
1: (laughs) just one more thing
0: it was fun for a little bit maybe I can make it fun again yeah well self-care can't be the same all the time does change no self-care is not always fun yeah this is not fun self-care that I'm doing not as fun as your sandwich But this is two self-cares for you that involve a sandwich, so.
1: I know, I think, like, I maybe I secretly really love sandwiches. Maybe, <laughs> maybe lunch isn't the problem. Maybe it's just me making lunch, mm-hmm. and I just need to outsource that. <laughs> Someone needs to serve me lunch with, like, with like some, like, big wedge every day. <laughs> I, yeah, it's worth a shot. That's, that's the goal, that's nice.
0: I love it. Okay. Are we ready to get into our episode? Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about loneliness today. And so I feel like we should get into even what is like, what even is loneliness and, and how that's different from like being alone or being in solitude because they are different. And I think sometimes they are like interchanged.
1: Yeah. And I think, Well, yes, let's get into what you said first and why they maybe they get Mm -hmm. interchanged sometimes. I like to think being alone is more like your choice. Mm -hmm. Like being alone is like, I want to stay home on this Friday night and watch this movie that I've never watched before Mm -hmm. and eat the things that I like to eat, you know, or, or it's like, I want to take this trip by myself and enjoy it for me. Mm -hmm. Um, That's like being alone, versus loneliness and is more like, I sometimes feel lonely, even if I'm surrounded by a million people, Mm -hmm. or even if I'm surrounded by my loved ones, I'm still feeling like isolated. Right.
0: Yeah. Like, so solid. So being alone, right. Is often associated with more of a choice, right? Like, and so you can nece- not necessarily choose to be alone, but be alone and, and, and experience solitude. Like what yeah. you're saying, like it's, it's, um, a little bit more toward contentment or, um, more toward peace. Like solitude, being able to experience solitude, I think is a goal of, of some sort to be able to kind of just sit and be with yourself. Yeah. Um, whereas loneliness is, a little bit more about a perception of your experience. And the APA, the American Psychological Association, defines it as the emotional distress we feel when our inherent needs for intimacy and companionship are not met. And so I think that's relevant because loneliness is is really about this feeling of unwanted isolation or a lack of connection. And like you said, whether you're alone or surrounded by other people, um, that you can very much be in a room of other people and still feel maybe misunderstood or lack connection or lack the kind of intimacy that you are searching for. But along with that definition of loneliness, the APA also describes that loneliness emphasizes the that feeling lonely refers to the discrepancy you feel between desired and actual social relationships. And I thought that was really interesting too. That's a good distinction. I I think it it just points to how,
1: yeah. Okay. So you can feel lonely when you're surrounded by other people. Mm -hmm. And then you can also feel that loneliness when you're not surrounded by other people. If you're not getting that fulfillment, when you are with them. Yes. That like you feel that much more, alone Mm -hmm. um you feel the the distress you feel the discomfort that comes along with not being around anybody Mm -hmm. if when you are it's not doing it for you
0: and you know people can like experience loneliness and tell me if this is getting us too far ahead but people people can experience loneliness in so many different forms right like um a mom and their infant, right? Like if they're only if the mom's only source of interaction and, and connection throughout the day is with her baby, then she might be feeling really lonely and be creating connection from adults, right? I as a boss and as a business owner often feel really lonely in my role and kind of like not necessarily having a colleague in, in that same role that I can lean on or talk talk about things with, like, so I I think there is something there around like, like that that experience again of of being around people or being in community, still like feeling fulfilled and at the same time feeling like there is a discrepancy there between what you're wanting and and what is.
1: Yeah. Well, and just like what other people can understand your experience mm-hmm. as. <laughs> people can only understand so much. Mm-hmm. So even like your experience, you as a boss, you can talk to other bosses. Mm-hmm. However, they're still not experiencing what you experience mm-hmm. as a boss of your, your business. Mm-hmm. Same with like being pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like you could, you can experience loneliness. Certainly if like you're not telling anybody in like that time when maybe you're not but then even like knowing other people that are pregnant or like having a supportive partner that does lots of things for you, you mm-hmm. can still feel lonely in it mm-hmm. because you're the one that's experiencing all that happens with it. Right. right. So I think like it can happen there. It can happen with motherhood. It could happen with running a business. It can really happen with like anything. It's right. It's right.
0: I mean, it is like one of the, like conundrums or paradoxes maybe about humanity is it is so beautiful that we are all so unique and that also can be can isolate us from one another that we can never fully truly know what it is to live someone's life or to have their experience um like ever and there's again beauty in that um because there's so much to be curious about and, and like endless things to learn. And again, like to never fully a hundred percent feel understood. That's kind of sad. It is.
1: Yeah. And it's validating to know that that holiness is, is carried out to some degree around the world mm-hmm. hate to bring it up. But like one of those things that, that was, tossed around a lot during the lockdown part of the pandemic was like, we're lonely together. We're mm-hmm. like, we're disconnected. We're connected through our disconnectedness mm-hmm. and like, yeah, there's like a comforting aspect to that. And then of course there's all the other parts of like what that actually applies right. and that's was applying. Like there are so many people that are actually physically alone, right, and physically unable to see people. Mm-hmm. And that
0: is creating a lot of problems. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. COVID, I think, is is such a great example of c- kind of the height of loneliness for most people for generations, right? Like where we like we many people were alone and lonely, um, or not, like or still with their families, but feeling a sense of kind of loss and disconnection there. Um, that we were kind of like ha- forced, had to be apart. And I think not being able to connect with people in the way that we understood connection to be or things that maybe were more organic definitely increased a sense of loneliness. And I think even, even us at work, you know, we were a completely virtual practice for a while. And while we, connected a lot like through zoom and whatnot like there was a loneliness factor of like when your session is done like you just close your laptop and you're by yourself and that that loneliness was like at a peak for sure Mm -hmm. um despite like quote-unquote seeing people and so i think with covid for so many people we were understanding a little bit more about like how much like connection and interaction and engagement with other people being parts of communities really helped to address the loneliness mostly because we experienced what it was like to have a lack of that
1: I'm getting flashbacks here sorry (laughs) no but I'm also getting flashbacks of like when you and I started taking meetings together outside Mm -hmm. and like how fun that was Mm -hmm. and how like it was like this little like taste of something so different than what we've been previously experiencing
0: right right crazy. no it, yeah it is and yeah I mean hopefully that's that's the only pandemic we'll we'll know in our lifetime or our children will know in their lifetimes and so on and so forth but like loneliness is also highlighted at different points throughout the year for a lot of people and we're in that point of the year, right? Like, yeah, holidays in this time of year, we tend to see an increase in those like, feelings of loneliness. And, well, actually, I don't even know if that's fair. I feel like when we were in the summer, in the summertime, we were also talking about loneliness and FOMO, we were talking about FOMO at that point. And that also is kind of a, a something that is akin to loneliness as well. Um, what do you think it is about the holidays around this time of year that that highlights loneliness for people?
1: I think similar, it, it, it's similar in a sense it, it, to the FOMO that we talked about in the summer. It's like at, around the holidays, people can't help but think about the things they don't have. Mm-hmm. And if that is a partner or a spouse and that's something that they aspire to have, it just gets highlighted that much more because mm-hmm. all of the love and the family time is like, so commercialized and in your face that it just kind of throws it down your throat a little bit more Mm -hmm. than in those easier times of year when it's not Mm -hmm. and it seems a little more manageable
0: Mm -hmm. right yeah no I agree with that like it is it is a little bit more kind of in your in your face I think holidays often highlight loss as well for people and loss in any any way, not not necessarily loss of a person, um, but loss of a tradition or a loss of a stage of life or or whatever. So I think that loss is often coupled with like a sense of loneliness. That again, that feeling of being misunderstood or lack of connection. And I, I find that, you know, while like holidays can be happy maybe for a lot of people. There is often a lot of sadness and loneliness and grief that come along with this time of year, just because as you, as you were saying, like it might show what you don't have or what you wish you had that you don't have.
1: I mean, it's just such a contrast to Mm -hmm. other times of the year. It could, you could be experiencing so much loneliness maybe before the holidays. Maybe the holidays are the time when you feel the most filled up. Mm -hmm. And then right before and right after is when you kind of like have like the lowest points of your year, because it's just, the holidays just happen in this bunch. And so it's like, boom, 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 boom. You might be going to things, going to things, going to things, and then you're not anymore. And so it's just this huge fall off. Right. And that can shock you back into what your regular day-to-day is like. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're not getting together this weekend again or this day of the week. Um there's not this function that was planned for me. Yeah. And now I'm left to my own devices. Right, right.
0: I I hear this a lot actually from like the college students that I've worked with where um like they despite having like a, a pretty great social life at at college When they might come home, like for the holidays or for breaks, being with their family again, being like part of, um, if if it is the case for for this like people, like having a close knit community of people that like you just fall into a rhythm with and feel close with and feel comfortable with, and you can be yourself. And then when that time is over, that's when I see loneliness get really kicked up and like, oh my god, I'm really homesick. I really miss my family. Like I miss the comfort of home. I I see that a lot too. It's making me think, just as you're saying, kind of like the drop off of like this closeness and togetherness and activity to less.
1: Yeah, or and sometimes mm-hmm. I found even too, working with college students, the opposite happened mm-hmm. where they feel that togetherness in their way at school. They're around their peers, they're doing so much and then they go home and the family life isn't as active mm-hmm. and or it's not as as stimulating and then all of a sudden they get put into this like into this like darker place where it feels it feels lovely um, because you don't have those fears around you all the time you don't have all those things that you're doing with them happening and then you're like they just can't wait to go back to school mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. and and I was just thinking about you know I work with a lot of people that are not in relationships and even the again the the contrast of being out with friends or being with family then going back home to your apartment where you might live by yourself. And so I think, again, it's not confined to a particular time of the year, but I think that loneliness gets maybe exacerbated when there are these um, shifts in um, activity, in community, in connection, um, because it just feels like so drastic.
1: And we're just talking about times of the year, mm-hmm. but like about times of your life. Mm-hmm where loneliness can really set in. Like it seems like it's any time that the people around you that you are closest with or just people in your age group, maybe you're at a different stage of life than you are. Yeah. That can bring up, bring about that loneliness too. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. I mean, if we, if we're even to think about like symptoms that get associated with loneliness like sadness, discomfort, feeling left out or isolated, longing for companionship, feeling insecure. Like, yeah, of course, all of those experiences are totally reasonable and valid if you are watching your peers or people in a in a similar age group or stage of life doing things that you're not doing or maybe doing things that you want to be doing.
1: Yeah, it ends up really highlighting some things that like some values that maybe you have, or some things that are important to you, mm-hmm. and why? Why is it that you're not achieving those things, or working towards those things, or what's getting in the way of those things being more prevalent, more more present in your life?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a recipe for a lot of insecurity and self doubt if you if you let it, especially if you are sitting alone and then just. of like sitting with all of this stuff
2: and it's just doing
0: right but loneliness is again as we're saying like it's really common um whether you are you know a part of a family or in a partnership or not do you think it's possible to like for someone that does experience a lot of loneliness like to grow toward like being more comfortable being alone? I think it's important
1: to discern between are you lonely or are you alone Okay, mm-hmm. first? And because sometimes people think that they are lonely when they just don't have experience being alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And without that experience, being alone can make you think that it's loneliness when it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just uncomfortable because you're not used to it. You're not practicing it. You're not, you're not in love with it yet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there are so many things to love about being alone. Mm -hmm. And, and I'll say that in, in terms of like, with balance and with reason, um, you know, we're, we're a species that doesn't, wasn't made to be alone forever all the time. That's rare, but being alone and being good at being alone is a great skill to have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so getting to that point of understanding, am I actually alone? Am I actually lonely?
0: Or do I just not like being alone?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Right. I like what you said about, um. this is like really, really great point. Like, are yeah. Or are you not comfortable with being alone yet? Mm-hmm. And I think that that is like, my mind is like letting that marinate for a second Um, because you're right. Like being alone is a skill. It's really valuable. Like, or be, I guess being comfortable with being alone is, is a skill and that's really valuable.
1: And why is it a skill? Like, why is it valuable to, to actually do it? Want to do it?
0: Well, why is it a skill? Because I think it takes practice to get comfortable. Like what you were just saying around like how we're kind of wired For connection or wired to be part of a community in a lot of ways, like as humans, as whatever, a mammal, (laughs) like all of those things. And so like, it does take a practice to get a little bit more comfortable in, in sitting with yourself and by yourself.
1: But why, why do you think someone should even try to get comfortable with it?
0: Well, I think because when we are so intertwined with others and so like much like enmeshed in a community that it doesn't really give us a sense of building our, our, it doesn't give us an opportunity to build our own identity, to be reflective, to think about what's important to us, to think about what we value. So spending time alone, um, working towards solitude is a great way to get to a practice of inner peace in self, uh, reliance and self-assurance and security. I mean, and all the selves, like self-love, self-care, self-compassion, like we need to do that, do a lot of that independently. Um, Not always, but we do need to be able to come home to ourselves and feel comfortable with and by ourselves in order for us to thrive in so many other areas of our life.
1: And I like think it's come home to it because like, people don't think of it like that. They're not thinking of it like you're you're your own home and if you're your own home how can you make it something that you want to live in Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. right and what happens right like I've been traveling a ton when I spend time away from my home and I come back to it it's like uh not as comfortable it kind of looks like a shithole like it is just not a place that I necessarily want to be because I'm not like attending to it and taking care of it, my lo- you know lawn is overgrown, all of that stuff, and I think the same is true for like our internal environment too. That we need to like again keep revisiting us and like what what's going on with us, and and when we are so focused on like whether it's external validation or affirmation or all of that from other people, or if we're just distracted. Yes,
1: we're just like in in this world of like. We're focused on our occupation or we're focused on our families or we're focused like we're focused on every little thing that's not us. Mm -hmm. Then yeah, it can totally be messy Mm -hmm. when we do decide to look at it. And Mm -hmm. then you don't want to look at it. Yeah, yeah. You wanna pretend like it's not there. Right. So then we're not gonna actually practice being alone.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Well it is, and that's such a good point. I was just gonna bring up because this comes up a lot in therapy, Mm -hmm. um, where like again, the practice of being alone, it's not comfortable to sit with your own thoughts and feelings, to actually like turn the volume down and everything else and actually pay attention to what's going on for you. And what how it shows up in therapy, as you know, is that people will get distracted talking about all sorts of other things. And then when we try to kind of like ground down and, and really kind of focus on, the individual and, and internally what's going on, it gets super uncomfy and a good way to be able to practice sitting with that discomfort is again, by yourself. You have to practice it to get it. But do you think there's a thing as too much time alone?
1: Yeah. I just think that that varies between person to person and like that can vary like greatly. Mm -hmm. So I I can't put a number on like, what is too much time Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. even like the person that loves to Live in a cabin in the woods by themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think, like you said, like we've been saying, that we do need connection, mm-hmm. and if you if you kind of find yourself slipping into loneliness, maybe it has been too much time. Mm-hmm. Um. So, it that's not like the greatest formula. Um. To like solve this necessarily because we're saying like well first figure out if you like to be alone Mm -hmm. or this is just uncomfortable um or if you're actually lonely Mm -hmm. okay well now you like being alone so spend time alone okay but now I feel lonely Mm -hmm. so like it can kind of get a little fuzzy right and I don't think that there's like a perfect way to look at it Mm -hmm. but yeah I do think that there's a timetable that mm -hmm. Right. You got to come out of it. Right.
0: But it sounds like you're you're saying like you have to experiment with it and find your own threshold. Like yes. it's reminding me this is a way throwback, but of a very, very first episode of this podcast when we talked about comfort zones and like the different zones. And and yeah, like I do think that there is an element of like trying to understand how much you can tolerate um, before it's not helpful or not healthy anymore. And, you know, we love gray space. We love moderation. Right. And so like too much of either too much of being with people and too much of being alone, like is not a good thing. And so yeah, finding the balance, but in order to do that, you do have to experiment with some discomfort in either way.
1: Right. Right. And, and, and then be able to know what the signs are. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I also have clients all the time who are aware of it. They're aware their discomfort of being alone or maybe they've been working on becoming more comfortable being alone and they've done that and then they still go back into their pattern of surrounding themselves with people most of the time Mm -hmm. and then it's not until they feel like totally burnt out that they realize oh wait I actually haven't been doing the thing that I knew was important to me and I knew that I was working on and how I was doing so well with it. Yeah. Like, so that's part of the experimentation is figuring out like that groove of Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily one night on, one night off, one night on, like it's, Mm -hmm. that's where it's also different for everybody, but like that experimentation is all figuring that out. Mm -hmm. Right. Right.
0: For sure. And so if there is, so for the person that is, experiencing a lot of loneliness how how do they get more comfortable with being alone
1: do you think they need to
0: yeah I do I mean because we're just saying like there is a difference between loneliness and being alone and yeah. being alone is important and I guess I guess it sounds like we're gonna have a little debate which is always fun <laughs> potentially but I do think that like with loneliness again it's it's about perception in a way it's about an uh, an experience, not a re- reality, so to speak. And so I think that there is a way to grow more comfortable with a with a situation maybe that might decrease some of the experience of loneliness. I, I guess I'm thinking about people that do live alone like so that they're like those things might might often be, overlapped or might go hand in hand to like be still be alone but not feel lonely or yeah there might be times that you live alone and that you do experience loneliness like i don't think it needs to be all or nothing i guess is what i'm thinking about
1: okay well okay so are you are you saying that somebody who's experiencing true loneliness Mm -hmm. still can figure out a way to get comfortable with that i
0: i'd like to think so I don't know if that's possible, okay. but I think, because I think sometimes, and again, I guess it depends and we'll get into a little bit more about things, things to really do to address loneliness and, and like when it might be time to seek support. But I, I do, I do want to come back to that idea, like that, um, that definition around, um, from from the apa emotional distress we feel when our inherent needs for intimacy and companionship are not met and the discrepancy you feel between desired and actual social relationships in terms of either quantity or quality and so it's it's all about our um, emotional experience about like a situation and so we can shift our emotional experience a little bit we can shift our perceptions a little bit and sometimes i find that like when people are in the a rut of loneliness that that everything kind of gets painted with that brush that they might then um like not consciously just through confirmation bias like not be able to pick up on other um, forms of connection or intimacy that they might be getting, or opportunities to engage in connection and intimacy, or or social engagement, if, if that makes sense. And oh, so, that's I, really you point. know, so I I think that mm-hmm. there is a way to move toward, like I can be I can be alone and not lonely, um, but that again is is practice and probably again takes time with working with someone. But I do think it's important because at a certain point. We're all we've got. I really like the the idea about
1: like, okay, so one way or another, you, me, everybody, we're gonna feel lonely. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be that way. Like it doesn't have to be this, this like dark, deep hole that you feel like you're in and can't get out of it can be something that you work with and Mm -hmm. you work that rather than something that you feel like is working against you or like these things are stacked against you. Right. You're like health captive. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like just because you are maybe not necessarily choosing to be unmarried, but that just happens to be where you're at. Mm -hmm your implication or the implication might be you must be lonely. Mm-hmm. You're taking that on as a narrative and now that's all, that's all that that experience is. Mm-hmm. It's lonely mm-hmm. rather than what are all these other parts of this experience that what, what are all the other opportunities of this experience that it gives you mm-hmm. Um even, even if you haven't gotten to where you want to get to yet, right, right, um,
0: right. And I'm not saying like fix your loneliness, no. like fit, like you know, m- make it go away. I'm more saying like, can't we can't like all other emotions, like can't we use it as information to tell us a little bit more about what we may be lacking in our life, or what we may be wanting, or what we might be craving or needing. Um, can't we also use it again, similar to all other emotions, as an opportunity to practice like um validating our experience, giving ourselves some empathy and compassion and um and kind of working through it? Like I think it's that because I feel like sometimes with loneliness, it does feel like this like life sentence um,
1: like, I will feel this way until I yes, blank. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. No, I think I think that that's like really powerful way to put it like how much more you can do Mm -hmm. with that narrative that you're telling yourself around being alone Mm -hmm. that it doesn't have to just be this like I'm either lonely or I have what I want Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. there's no in between and I can't be comfortable with this I'm just going to be unhappy
0: until mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I get what I want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, right. And again, like this definition I keep coming back to has the words emotional distress in it. And what that indicates is that like, w- when we tend to be in a more emotionally distressed state, we tend to be more all or nothing or black and white about things. And so like, I think that's a conc- that's why the conclusion that someone might go to, again, not not even consciously maybe is like, until I have X, then I'll be, I'll be lonely or I'll be lonely forever or things like that, Or I'm always alone and lonely and yada, yada. I feel, I feel the need to say, like, I, this is not to say I don't have incredible compassion for like loneliness or, um, or, or people that right now who might be listening to this are feeling lonely. Like what I, I understand that what I'm Saying sounds like I'm saying, like, oh, it's just so simple, or just like
1: fix your mindset. Yeah, <laughs>
0: fix your mindset. I'm not at all saying that, at at all, at all. Um, being lonely is a really lonely experience to have, feeling feeling that way. Um, it doesn't feel good. And I guess I'm just thinking about um as we're talking about this, like being able to like find a light, because with loneliness, it feels sometimes like you're we are cloaked in so much darkness. And so to, to just have it not be the end all be all way of feeling.
1: Well, and yeah, it like it just feels like you're stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'm also thinking of, of some other clients that I've worked with where it seems like the answers are there too, mm-hmm. and they're not grasping at them. Mm-hmm. And I have so much compassion for that too, where you don't necessarily, where you're so like absorbed into this lonely way of living that seeing those things is not clear. You're mm-hmm. like seeing those things and like the path to those things is not clear. And It's so frustrating. So frustrating for for the person experiencing
0: it. It's frustrating for Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right. Well, and and I guess you know loneliness, especially prolonged loneliness, has such significant. I mean, the reason that like we care so much about it, or maybe care about like finding uh, a way to address it, is because if gone unaddressed, it has such significant impacts to our physical health to our um, mental health and well being. Um it it can it's a it's a very short leap from prolonged loneliness to depression. Um that those things can go hand in hand. And so like we it's a real issue, especially if gone un, unaddressed or un, untreated.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and, and you make a good point as, as far as like something to be able to check in with yourself about uh so that it either doesn't slip into depression or so that maybe you can realize that that might be where you are mm-hmm. noticing what else is what else is going on it's like all right have your sleeping habits changed your eating habits changed your exercise habits changed um your desire to to do the things that you love mm-hmm. these are really important things in life, um, but for you to use as a way to measure mm-hmm. how deep am I in this loneliness.
0: Right. 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 Yeah. Cause it is it's so serious. Can be. Mm-hmm. So if is if someone is starting to notice that they are feeling lonely or like their loneliness is like more prevalent in terms of the way that they're experiencing themselves or like experiencing themselves in their environment what what can they do what should they do
1: it, it sounds so basic um but connecting with others the reason it's not so basic is because they don't just mean like I'll oh, just like call up your friend and and chat like you're in need of like some deep connection. <laughs> And you're not going to get that from just a phone call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that can start it and that can like bring you closer to somebody. But like you're in need of a space where you can be vulnerable yeah. with other people. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you need people for that. You need to connect with people. And you're if you're feeling that loneliness, you're probably somebody who really values connection with people and really, really seeks that belonging with people. So you're probably not having it. And is it because of a frequency or is it because of the the um, a- amount of people you have in your life or is it really just the level of relationships mm-hmm. that you that you have? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're, yeah connection is key right like it's like the the antidote to yeah. to loneliness of course and do you think like so say someone might not have a lot of solid connections like maybe they're new to an area or something like do you think that online communities or um or or just outings like social outings where they might not know people as well yet like could be something like some Absolutely. way. I mean, that is
1: a great way to get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. And so that's like this. Sometimes the scariest part is that first time. Oh, I'm going to go to this, you know, uh, volleyball night and uh, see how it goes. I don't know anybody, like not knowing anybody That is really scary. And that is like a great platform for meeting new people Mm -hmm. and potentially developing those connections. And so that that can happen at a physical type of thing. That can happen at an intellectual type of thing. And that can happen. That can happen online. Mm
0: -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm thinking about like people that might be really in a, in a rut. Maybe, maybe it is, um, feels a little bit more tolerable to like engage through a screen or something. Um, But I feel like I tell my clients, I'm so annoying, like, you're amazing. You're so awesome. And people aren't going to come to your apartment and knock on your door and invite you out. And so like, it does take some engagement, like some effort on your end to... To like build connections or to engage with the connections that you already have,
1: uh, and there are so many other people that are seeking that connection yeah. too. Yeah. So if you're going to this thing that you're new to, there are so many other people that are either new there mm-hmm. also, or they once were new there and they found that connection. Mm-hmm. So even just knowing that might lighten it up a little mm-hmm. bit mm-hmm. because a lot of the times when we feel lonely we think that we're the only ones that feel lonely. Yes. And then just going back to like, you moved to this area. A lot of other people also
0: moved to this area Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and they're seeking that out too. They want, they want people. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's so funny. You said I was literally just, that was going to be what I was going to say is that, um, you know, we often think it's just us um, or I thought it was just me, but it, it isn't. And, and what whatever that is, like, whether it's you that's struggling with loneliness or you that's dealing with a, a particular problem. Maybe someone can't exactly a thousand percent know what it is to be you, but they they might get close or or at least can hold space for empathy or connection. Um, And that when you're feeling lonely, I think is what's most needed is that empathy piece Um, and to to um, be seen, to be heard. It's really healing. Another thing. Well, I was going to say two things actually, but the first I it kind of goes without saying, I think I think we've said it before in this episode and many episodes prior, which is like notice your feelings, acknowledge them, validate them, have empathy and compassion for them, um, and use them as information. Like if you if you are at a point where you're noticing that loneliness come on more frequently or just it's it's impacting a little bit more just note notice that that's meaningful as you said before like think about what might have like um spiked this up lately and, and try to use it as information um to be really curious about it um and then the second thing which we also reference a lot um is to also try to make some space for a gratitude practice and I say this, not in a toxic positivity way like just think about all the good things in your life um but because loneliness can be a quick trip to depression like we want to still make sure that we are having a broader focus and a broader view about other things that are going on in our lives um uh in addition to um this this feeling that we're having um this sense of suffering that we're experiencing. Gratitude can help us um, like distance ourselves a little bit from the experience of suffering in general and the suffering around loneliness specifically. Um, And so trying to notice the the little glimmers in your day um, can be really, really impactful. And, And as we learned from an episode with one of our colleagues, Elise, Um glimmers are the opposites of triggers, like they can actually rewire your brain to experience joy and connection and hope. Mm -hmm. And so looking for those little mini moments that spark joy um, can can be really, really helpful.
1: Yeah. Shout out to Elise. I still do that every single day that she does. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And it's so it's so cool to reflect on those little moments. Mm -hmm. Um, it does make a huge difference. Yeah. So definitely a
2: good episode to listen to, also if you're feeling absolutely yeah, for sure.
0: And then the last thing I'll say, and again, something we alluded to before, is if you are feeling lonely and these things feel too challenging to do, that that's a really good indication that you could benefit from working with a professional, working with a therapist that can walk alongside you as you navigate this, that can um, help you feel a little bit more understood, help you understand your feelings and this experience. Um, I mean, in fact, you don't need to wait until it gets like to a degree where all of these things feel challenging. Um, If you're even thinking about it or noticing that a lot of what we're saying is resonating. Um, If you've just been if you think you could just benefit from having someone extra in your life to support you, um, you know, a therapist can really help, but particularly when it comes to loneliness. I mean, so many clients um, who we've worked with have talked about just the healing power of feeling seen and understood and having a space and a person to talk things through with, like, that's it. There's so much healing that can come from that alone. Um, And so finding a therapist could be a really, really great tool um, as you navigate through this. Okay. Well, we've said a lot about loneliness. Um, If you have specific questions about loneliness or loneliness around this time of year, please don't hesitate to reach out to us, to send us an email to wishingyouwell at revivecfw.com. We'd be happy to answer it, especially during our therapist Q&A episodes um, coming up. Um, But thank you again. Thank you for listening, for rating, reviewing, subscribing, for following along with us. Um, make sure to also follow us on YouTube. If you are watching us right now, hello. Um, if you're not, you can watch full episodes of all of our podcast episodes on YouTube, including our bonus podcast, our weekly bonus podcast, Reactivity TV, um, where we give our therapist takes and perspectives to all things trending TV and movies. So definitely check that out and subscribe there. And you can continue to follow along with us on Instagram at Revive CFW. You can follow Catherine at Catherine Van Eyck, me at Amy Barrow LCSW. Check out our website, revivecfw.com. And again, send us emails to Well at revivecfw.com. Until next time, we are wishing you well.